Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Final Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. It's almost here, the finale to the National Hunt season, and it's all live on At The Races. Punchestown is in sight. I'm Emma Kennedy, joined in studio by a man who is aggressively playing air guitar along to the theme tune, Mr. <laughs> Kevin Blake. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, also, here's producer D. Hey, guys. Tony Keenan returns to the show. Hello, all. And it's the first lady of the Final Furlong Podcast. Lydia's... Oh, wait, no. It's the second lady of the Final Furlong Podcast. <laughs> Vanessa Ryle. Hey, guys. I laughed so much my headphones fell out. <laughs> they actually did. I'd only thought of that in the last second, by the way. Um, let's go straight for Tuesday, shall we? The Hurled Champion Novice Hurdle is the first race we're going to talk about. Uh, 420 at Punchestown on the Tuesday. Uh, the big talking point in the last show... Well, it wasn't really the big talking about point. Rule 212 was the big talking point in the last show. And what to do about York Hill was the, really... We really need to talk about York Hill. Yorkie. But we did mention LeBake and the possibility that he could go for the champion novice hurdle. You, Kevin Blake, have been hanging out with the big-time Charlies, the great and the good of racing, Gordon Elliott, Willie Mullins and Henry de Bromhead. And Gordon told you today that LeBake will go for this race. Yes, he goes for the novice race. Um, and... Sure, look, it is what it is. We we now know how good he is. Um, it's just a case of where the fecker jumps off. Odds that he actually jumps off. Uh, Gordon made a point. I know everybody's talking about, well, look, you know, they, they can use a long time in England, hmm. so on and so forth. They, they assumed that would have helped. Gordon made the point that the, the starter didn't actually get that close to him with the long time. And that in real terms, there won't be a huge amount of difference in what goes on in that he'll have, he'll have his assistant Busty down there with him. As he did at Cheltenham, there won't be a long time, but he doesn't think the long time was maybe a huge factor. He just thought the horse is on a going day, and, okay. he, and he went. You know, it'll come down. That, that's what it'll ultimately come down to. It won't be for the lack of a long, long time that'll make the difference. I think it'll just be whether he fancies it or not, which isn't much help to anyone. But so it's going to be the fact that whether or not he's on a going day, but also this isn't going to be as big a field, presumably. Would that be a factor as well? I don't know. He's going to line. He's going to line up at the back anyway. I don't. I don't think it's super relevant how many are in front of him. Um, but yeah, it's going to be one of those. You know, and look. The thing is, we all know it'll be justice refunds and will there though? Ah, there. I'd say there will be. This is a really interesting one. I think Rory had a good piece in the Irish Field about this. He, he, he's a really interesting horse in the sense that. Um, Cheltenham yeah they're all mad for the justice refunds are they going to be so keen in Punchestown he's a totally different market position what mm-hmm. was he 14s I don't know sorry he went 14s and run as soon as he'd started he was what 25, 33 yeah. massive prices probably didn't take a lot of dough for him um, relative to the front end of the market he's going to be what favourite here second favourite yeah. um, 
I wonder will the, will the will the justice refunds really materialise here, or and what price do you think he's going to go from maybe his starting price, and how much is he going to contract if he does that kick on then? You know what I'd much rather, and you know we hate justice refunds; they're for losers, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Take Kevin Blake taking shots. Um, but basically, wouldn't it not be a lot more satisfactory if most of the big bookmakers, and maybe they will, offer a price with you know, basically with, with, with non-starter insurance built in? So yes. he, let, let's say he's—I don't know—I have no idea what type of price he is for this race. Let's say he's two to one. What to win the race straight? What do I say? Right, you can take six to four and money back if he doesn't jump off. Something like that. Mm. With a, that, the, for me, that'd be a lot more satisfactory than the the unedifying spectacle of hordes of losing punters going, "Oh, Paddy, give us a refund. He didn't jump off." Other oh, other bookmakers are available as well, by the way, and they'll all get plagued too. Um, what kind of rivalry is he going to be facing? Will Melon Melon runs? Okay, so he's going to face off with the horse he beat last time out in the Supreme. Yeah, Willie wasn't inclined to make an excuse for Melon. He said he, he thought he did everything right on the day. He just met a better horse. Um, he said the only kind of hope he'd have, you know, assuming LeBake jumps off, the only hope he'd have with regard to reversing the form is that LeBake um, has had quite a bit more racing than Melon, and Melon might just have learned at Cheltenham and might find some improvement. I would be inclined to make a very big case for Melon here. Yeah, you know, I, we, we spoke about it before, Cheltenham. He's not as inexperienced as his public forum would suggest mm. he's had plenty of schooling hurdles but races are races they're different um, so I think there's definitely a, a reasonable case to think he can learn but it's not like he did anything wrong at Cheltenham no. it was a perfectly good performance he just met one yeah uh, any other year he's being hailed as a superstar just on the day it worked out that he bumped into one yeah he just met one um, so it's a, it's a really interesting rematch I just, I just hope from a spectator's point of view that the two of them jump off now we do have the interesting subplot of Mullins v Elliot in terms of the trainer title and I can't help but look at this and see an entire battalion yeah. from the Willie Mullins team <laughs> surrounding LeBake at the start <laughs> so how many of these are likely to run what a spectacle that would be <laughs> just like Mullins horses Town End David Mullins everybody Danny Mullins they're all in amongst LeBake and <laughs> Ruby just shoots off <laughs> you've, you've busted down, down there with LeBake at the start punching horses kicking horses oh Lord! Paul won't move on bunk off early he's just going nowhere and Ruby's gone <laughs> so um, <laughs> allegedly by the way <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing this deal on Twitter, but my God, surely if you're on one of these Mullins horses, you have to organise a false start here, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> oh, false! The, 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 the most cynical false start of all time. <laughs> you're not doing your job properly if you don't, basically. So, what indication did Willie give you about how many are likely to line up here? Because obviously, there are other races they can go for here. Yeah, no, we just talked about the big ones, to be honest, and none of the other big ones that we talked about uh, were being pointed here. Okay. So this is. Can I ask on that note then, Kevin? Because Bunkoff Mellon obviously has two entries, but Bunkoff early has only entered in this, so obviously that's his only option. I presume he's going to line up, is he? And if so, did we have any excuse for him falling out the back of the TV screen? The no, last day? I'm afraid he didn't make the list. We we didn't talk about him, but yeah, I don't, uh, I, don't he... th- I don't think he was ever going to go further than two miles. I think with him, no, with him being no, very free right. going, he, well, he, there was no because I mean he did sort of fade pretty quickly at Cheltenham. Oh, he, he puked when he saw the hill, didn't he? Which we said. Well, some of us said. No, he, he blobbed. He blobbed. It was a bad run. He blobbed. Big star. Yeah, I wonder would a softer surface show him to better effect? Do you think? Yeah, I do wonder that. What his action or just yeah, the yeah. things? 
Okay. I think he'd appreciate it. He's one of those tricky ones that he probably wouldn't be the strongest there over two miles. Um, yes. But a little bit of ease does help him. But like, to be and fair, on like, that note, then how much are they watering at Punchestown, kids? I think they opened the taps today, they I did, believe. Yeah. yeah. Actually, look, they'll just try and get it nice and safe. We were talking about that in the newsroom yeah. actually this morning, funnily enough. They wouldn't have um, they wouldn't have a, a track record of going overboard. No. To be fair to them. So, in your mind, as things stand, is this all about LeBake? Oh, if you ask me to have a bet, it's probably... I was, no- was going to do the song and then didn't, thank God. <laughs> but is it all about LeBake v. Mellon, the rematch? Oh, I think so, yeah. And look, if you ask me to have a, a bet pre-race, you'd have to back Mellon, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have to back Mellon. Um, I hope some bookmakers, and if they do, if they listen to this, and of course they do, because we mark their card every single Hi, week. Hi, Barry Orr! Barry <laughs> <laughs> um, Orr loves this. He does, he's a big podcast fan. Uh, Hi, Barry. I, I would think- and hello to all you other bookmakers as well. Don't be sensitive. We love you all. Stop. If you pay us money, we hate you, um, <laughs> Kevin Blake's just done. I like Barry though; he's good, good crack. God, what are you doing? <laughs> you even got we had dinner before this. You shouldn't be grumpy. What's wrong with you? I know you're training and for a marathon. Out of control. Yeah, I want to see some bookmakers put up some specials here with with, with prices with, with money back non-start. Tony Keenan, your thoughts on the hurled champion novice hurdle Tuesday? Um, one interesting thing about this, I see Time Form have taken a very strong view on the Supreme Novice Form. I thought it was pretty ordinary myself, but they've given LeBake um, 165 now with the squiggle, obviously, which rates him superior to, and I'll just give you a few of these, Arctic Fire, Yanworth, oh, Eddie Mouchoir, Might Enter Yours, Whoa. and Little Rockefeller. Now, geez, I, I don't know. I, I was under the impression Supreme was was pretty ordinary, but that's a very strong view now that um, on the on the bake, and obviously the rate met pretty highly as well. I would take the bake top hold the form if he if he starts off with them. Uh, I just think that Mellon's inexperience might be overrated because he's had all these schooling hurdles and so on. Um, I would also say there could be a reasonable size field for this, which is quite unusual. See, Ping Shu was supplemented in today. I think Willie has mm. plenty in it. Why wouldn't he run a few of them? Um, I have one strong view just on these novice hoarders, and I might just throw it out now. Um, I would be of the opinion that all the grade one novice hoarders run in Ireland this season have been (laughs) 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 That's The Royal Bond won by Early Beach. The Future Champions won by... Who won that? Christmas. Oh, uh, the horse that got injured for Willie Mullins afterwards. Saturnus? Saturnus. Saturnus. Saturnus and, oh. and the delight. Um, I would be against basically all of those horses running this week and hopefully some of them will be will be short enough in the market because um, I think those races have been found out pretty badly um, at the spring festivals. For those of you who were betting, you just got cleaned out. It was Tony Keenan who had the bleep machine and not Vanessa Ryle. <laughs> 9.51, assuming there's no edits made uh, by producer D. So... With that in mind, do you want to go against what Timeform is saying? Like, would you be taking an interest in the entry winner, Ping Shu, or...? No, not really. No, I, I just... I, I think LeBake would be the most likely winner if he, if he starts off. Um, I'm just really surprised at how strong the view of the Supreme Form is. Um, I would be against the bunk-off earlies of the world. Um, and would give a little chance to maybe something that's coming up through the ranks more. So the, the Blueberry Form Lane, an outspoken form lane, the Fairy House Race... Mm. That looked quite a decent race. Now, I know Brella didn't run anywhere near for me. He probably found Cheltenham coming far too soon. Um, but I'd give that that horse a little squeak. And, and funny, uh, I was just writing a piece today. Ruby 
Well, obviously, right, a lot, a lot of these fancied Mullins horses, but it's actually been very profitable to back the horses ridden by other jockeys, but trained by Willie Mullins at this meeting, which is oh. the total opposite of Cheltenham, because you'd be absolutely cleaned out if you back then, other than what Ruby's riding over mm. the years. But Willie tends to run an awful lot of horses at Cheltenham. Uh, sorry, not at Cheltenham, at Punchestown. Like, again, I was doing some stats, and he's ran over 400 horses at this meeting since tw- 2010. I think the next nearest trainer has like got 120, 130. Gordon oh. Elliott's only run like 90-odd. Um, so the, Mullins tends to go be a bit more mob hand at this meeting than he, he would tend to be at, at Cheltenham's or Aintree, uh, certainly. So, you know, there's a lot more depth there. And maybe looking at the ride of Paul Townend and Danny Mullins, Katie Walsh, Patrick as well. It was Patrick won on Bacardi's yeah. earlier this season, to be fair. Uh, are all, they'd all be interesting to me now, um, just because of the numbers he tends to run at this meeting. All right. And nice. would you lean towards Blueberry if you were having a bet now, if we pushed you right now? Yeah, go on, Joel. Go Blueberry, yeah. Okay. Vanessa Ryle, your thoughts on the race? Uh, just LeBake, I think, is a superior animal, like Kevin said. Uh, I don't think there's any ex- real excuses for Melon. Um, inexperience, whatever. LeBake's just better. And if he jumps off, he wins. I'm inclined to give Bunkoff early another chance, but the the chat about needing cutting the ground, uh, Kevin's normally right on these things when it comes down to horses' movement, so that's a bit of a worry. Inexperience, whatever, LeBake's just better. She's a poet and she doesn't know us. Boom, boom. <laughs> that's the great one. What about rating organizations overrating novices? This is, this is, I reckon there's been vast inflation amongst the novice official ratings. Over recent years, and that just seems a bananas rating now to me. Don't you? Isn't it just a slight sense of you know, if we give a horse a big rating, people will talk about it, which is exactly what we're doing now. Yeah, I think you might be right, Vanessa. It's yeah. a PR game nowadays. When you put it in context like that, um, particularly when Tony lists off the horses in comparison. Yeah. Interesting to say the least. The feature race on the Tuesday means the scarfs are going to be out. On Dassault is back, and he's back to what some people would argue is actually his ideal trip of two miles in the champion chase run at Pontchastown on the Tuesday. I'm looking forward to this. Tony Keenan, how did you describe this horse before? Well, he was back to his old mad, mad <laughs> the last day a little bit, wasn't he? He took Ruby to the front. Um, Jeezy was very good in Cheltenham, doing Brilliant. plenty wrong. And looking maybe that he didn't actually last out the trip totally and, and still been superior to some very good horse and sub-lieutenant who's been running at a rock solid 160 all year. Um, so, yeah, favourite chance, definitely. When you look at the lineup as well, I mean, God's Own, I suppose, would be interesting. Um, Fox Norton as well. But he's just better than this lot, isn't he? He, he is. Now, I had a bet in this race today, um, and Kevin will be saying I'm a scumbag doing this, but sure, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know what he thinks. I backed Sor Valentino each way in this race. <laughs> and a count closure. <laughs> now, Undeso has been has been a bit underwhelming in his final start of the season. Sometimes, you know, he does tend to take a lot out of himself. He got beaten stand down last year. He wasn't great at this meeting two years ago after winning the article, so he might be a little bit vulnerable. And if the ground is on the quick side again, it's not ideal. But I just thought that Sor Valentino had claims to be, you know, second or third in the market. I would not expect Fox Norton to run here, um, backing up quickly after a three mm. where he seemed to improve for two and a half miles. God's own um, trainer has said he's come back um, a bit sore after a three and he was really disappointing there, so I wouldn't really like him either. And I thought Sir Valentino, who he actually finished up back in the champion chase, um, shipped quite well there. He was a bit free, I think, dropping back this easier track will definitely suit him 
um, with the emphasis more on speed. I definitely think he didn't. He doesn't deserve to be sixteen to one for this. Um, and Tom George says he's, he's on on track for the race. I would have had him more like a seven rate the one shot for this. And look, you, you take the chance. You're going, at the minute you're going to get the three places each way. There's a there's a lot of a lot of dirt in the race. Um, this crack of horses. Well, I suppose. There's there's some real strong stayers in this race. The Talos more and the game changers of the world. You know the Irish national horses mm. dropping back and trip. Um, no comment. Ah, look at that was that was some load of rubbish and fairy house running those horses in the in, in the Irish Grand National. Jesus Christ, the game changer didn't stay in the Grand Annual, not to mean the, the Irish National. <laughs> yeah, they, they pulled, he tells more was one of the famous ones pulled in the morning, wasn't he? But the game changer did line up. Oh, sorry, tell us more was, was, was come out. That's right, but, yeah. but the game changer, yeah, just yeah. just crazy stuff. Listen, you don't know they're going to stay unless you give it a go. <laughs> you got to roll the dice. <laughs> tell you that, when you look at this race, first of all, the interesting thing of Vroom Vroom Mag is still being entered up fences. She's not running. Of course she's not, but it's just interesting that she's, again, entered up fences. Uh, it's, just, it's just a backup for a backup. <sighs> Basically, I'd imagine. I mean, that's an extreme backup. Mm. Um, but Undeso really is, on paper, just much better than this bunch here, Kevin. Yeah, he'd want to win, but like on that ground now, I'd never like to be taking a super short price about him. Yeah, and he I, is going to be very short. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Look, I'd nothing against him. It was a, a super performance in the Ryanair. I it's do deadly I, to I quote do, Kevin Blake. Yeah, deadly. I, I do think this is more his trip. In a perfect world, you'd want the bit of ease in the ground just to just to make sure. But look, he should be winning. But if you want to know, excuse me, an old each way alternative. What about the old devil, Betty Casey? Well, funny, I was going to suggest this because he's 25s. Yeah, he's a big price for a horse that seems to have a bit of confidence at last. Reformed character this season. Yeah, I don't know how much he wants good ground. But, he, you know, he's got he's got bits and pieces of form on it. Mm. Just, just as purely as an each-way alternative. He's a horse that, you know, is a pretty solid 160. Yeah. And he, he seems to be in a good place. You know, he's a horse that promised a lot over the years, didn't really deliver. But he's in a good place. He's won three out of his last four. Um, you know he's he's not really this level, but I could see him finishing third. He's not this level, but we've seen it happen in Grade Ones at Punchestown before that strange results can can happen. Yeah, or horses can overperform and at least fill the place. Yeah, well that that'd be my little swing in a place. Is he likely to run here? That I don't know. I can only assume he will because. Yeah, he said. He said after Fairy House, this was the plan. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so twenty fives for you, uh, sixteen to one shot currently for Tony Keenan. Vanessa Ryle, you're thinking on the champion chase. I quite like the chances of Fox Norton if he goes, which I um, haven't heard anything, yay or nay on that. So I'm not entirely sure, but. Uh, you know, he's just a very solid yardstick. And when you can pick holes in under, so who everyone knows I love. So don't have a go at me. But, you know, I think the drop back to two on good ground might be, like already pointed out, a slight concern. And Fox Norton was very good at Aintree. And I know that was a step up in trip, but I actually think that he's just very versatile and he got his conditions there. And when he's on a roll, I can't see why, you know, he's in such good form. In fact, he's been in good form for about three seasons. He never seems to be out of good form. Mm. Um, I think they might tip up with him. And if they did, he's going to be there or thereabouts because he's up against horses who either don't appreciate the trip, good handicappers or horses that need cut in the ground. So for me, if he turns up, he'd be very hard to not be placed, I'd say. Vanessa, we know the paparazzi absolutely love you at Cheltenham. <laughs> and they were out with their cameras taking photographs of you. 
alongside the under owners. You thought I was going to say something completely different there, but I wouldn't do that to you. Um, yeah, you were out partying till the early hours with the under owners, so obviously you love the horse dearly. I actually didn't realise that I was at the time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just FYI. Right, moving swiftly along to the Goffs Land Rover. You build her up and then she just shoots herself in the foot. <laughs> 6.05, live and at the races on Tuesday, the Goffs Land Rover bumper. Uh, four and five-year-olds no, eligible for this. There's, a, there's only three of them that have run this race. Here we can help Nah, but we've got inside info, you see. Sick. From Kevin Blake. Um, Rapid Escape is going to run for Gordon. Um, bolted up in his point-to-point mm. and changed hands for... Uh, 240,000 English pounds um, and Gordon really likes him thinks he's a smashing horse um, obviously more next year's horse but he's going to run here and he, he sounded hopeful enough now without going overboard that he'd be capable of, of, of going well in this you know for all that he's going to be more of a stayer he felt that um, he'd be capable of going well in this and he'll be ridden by Oh, I hope the Codfather. He wrote him his point to points. He'd yeah. imagine he'll, he'll do the same there. The Codfather going flat out for champion amateur. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating to watch. Another another interesting subplot to punch us down. Vanessa, any thoughts on this race? Because we know Tony doesn't care. <laughs> mm, I'm past. Let's go on to the next race. Oi, oi. In that case, let's go straight to the champion novice. Grade 1, 640, live and at the races. Uh, Kevin Blake and Gary O'Brien bringing it uh, live to your screens. Uh, oh, yes. This is a very, very simple race. This is quite easy. <laughs> Obviously, Bells Hill bolts up. Yeah, if you're if you're a follower of trends and patterns, you'll be all over Bells Hill here, I think, because for the last, this will be. Did his... someone mention my name? No, here we Did go. Did someone say hello to me there? Did they? This character. Um, but first of all, anyway, I'd just like to make the uh, point that I actually um, I'm leaving the show. Um, I've made an offer by another podcast, and um, I couldn't say no. So uh, it's with great regret that I um. Never mind Vanessa, but uh, Dee, it's been an absolute honour. And uh, hi, Dee. Um, it's been a real pleasure. So anyway, if you want to hear the stats, lads, um, you'll just have to find me on Twitter. Um, I'll be there. I'll be there. And um, bye now. See you in the champagne tent, lads. He's gone. Don't leave, Norma. Oh, <laughs> what? No. Okay, I'll stay. I'll stay. Forget that. I'm not going to leave. Bye. Bells Hill wins. <laughs> well, look, for that, this will be the third season he's trying to do it, but for the last two seasons, his form has peaked at Punchestown. It's built and built and built, and he's run well at Aintree. Um, in this case, Cheltenham, because he didn't go to Aintree, and mm-hmm. really, seemed to really peak and won a grade one, uh, the grade one bumper and the grade one of his hurdle at Punchestown. Um, so, he'll be looking to deliver an earlier promise here. Kevin Blake, the money for Bells Hill in the RSA chase was st- Staggering. Yeah. Was he yeah. Tenor- was, that default, was that default money a bit? No one fancied the favourite and had the backs up and heads against it. Quite possibly. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. But like, he did go from, was it 10 or 12s, smashed into fives at the off? Mm. They just couldn't get enough of him. And he ran fine. In a grand race, I thought. Fine. In the context of what he's done at Cheltenham before. Yeah. No, look, I, I can see the case. He seems to love Pontestown. He loves the, the ground that generally prevails at that type, time of year. Um, but whereas when we were t- we were talking about this last year, there's kind of a bit of an edge there in the price. Don't necessarily know if that edge will be there. Everyone surely knows about this at this stage, hmm. and uh, it'll be included free of charge in the price. Well, having listened to the podcast, they're definitely going to know. 
Gosh, after yes. uh, Norville's nuggets there. Um, the other thing is as well, I'm not in, like, if Harry Fry's American came over, he would be interesting, but is there anything he else really? He wet, doesn't he? He does, wet, wet, I would have wet. thought, and uh, God almighty. Um, wet, guys, we, we, wet. We, we all needed wet. Oh my God. Right, that wasn't me that did that that time. I just said wet, wet, like, wet, look, wet, wet. I'm a, I'm a marathon runner, I needed a bit, a bit of ease on her foot. We get jarred up if it's not wet. <laughs> Who had producer D to say foul language? Who had the betting on that? Was it? That's definitely under to one shot. I can't believe I haven't said anything. This is great. <laughs> and Tony Keenan is just silent in the background. Just I just like, don't know what you're talking about. Tony's innocent mind. Yeah. Soft underfoot conditions. That's just, Tony that's doesn't get involved in childish innuendo, do you, Tony? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle Pike could possibly run here. Uh, um, could Disco go up and trip? Oh, I don't. Up one entry. No, I don't know. Maybe he will. A gig and sound are going to lob everything at this. Yeah. You'd imagine so. And Noel's going all right. Yeah, Noel's going flying. Yeah. Disco wins this for me now. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay, let's go, Tony. Let's hear. Has he not got the best piece of three-mile three farm in the book being made? Yeah, our, um, our Duke. Second. Yeah. Pony Island and our Duke. Yeah. Mm. The ground is actually going to be marginally uh, faster than it was um, in Leperstown. I thought he got a very ordinary ride now in Cheltenham. Disco. Um, the trip was probably too sharp for him now. Um, that GLT is not even over two and a half. Not the main two Fabius winning that... Um, over in February time um, I just thought it was a slowly run race and he dropped him sort of dropped him out wide and he would have been far safer just going on and testing or jumping testing or stamina it just didn't show him to anyone here best effect I think he's better than that um, like a sprint with York Hill and top notch he's always going to lose that but if you make it a proper test over three miles I think on decent ground he has no issue with the trip I just think he's a better chaser than Bells Hill uh, I'd quite like him, yeah. Oh, boy, Tony. Okay, strong views from Tony Keenan for Disco. Vanessa Ryle? Um, very, very torn between the two there that you've said. Um, I think it's between Bells Hill and Disco. But for me, uh, trip-wise and on the ground, I think Bells Hill, it's perfect for him, as all, all the points already mentioned. You only need to look back at his form. He's a multiple grade one winner, and I think people during the winter when they run him on all that soft ground... At a time of year he doesn't like, I think people kind of get quite a tainted view of him. But he's actually a really classy horse. Um, I, I think Disco's speed and efficiency of jumping is better suited to two and a half miles than it is to three, personally. Uh, I think Bells Hill might outstay him if Disco's a bit sort of hard on the bridle. And it might just suit Bells Hill better. And we're, we only see the best of him at Punchestown. So for me, it's Bells Hill just over Disco, but it is. There are prices for this. Oh. Oh, good. 15 to 8 Disco, 2 to 1 Bells Hill, 11 to 2 Acapella Bourgeois, uh, American 13 to 2, 7's Annabelle Flay, 14's Bar. Mm. Uh, I would happily take 2 to 1 Disco. <sighs> Sorry, what am I saying? Bells God. Hill. It's been a long week. I'd happily take 2 to 1 Bells Hill. At those prices, I'd be a disco man. Okay, so two for Have you disco. ever been to a disco? Yes. <laughs> you took a little bit too long to answer that question. disco form. 
Eh, I wouldn't be dan- the dancing type now. No. <laughs> to be fair. I can just imagine you <laughs> doing your dis... Like to be old. <laughs> Just, yeah. just say the wrong no, I, dance <laughs> Yeah, I would I wouldn't uh, if I, if you see me dancing you know I'm absolutely gone wrong. I recently <laughs> went to a silent disco in Liverpool oh, which okay. was an interesting experience, I'm not gonna lie. I can imagine. Uh that's a it's a hard pass for me for one of those. Thanks very much. Um okay. Alright, so two for disco and two for Bells Hill. And obviously Bells Hill wins. Because Bells Hill wins, wins all. all Wednesday. Live and at the races, the Daily Mirror Novice Hurdle. Uh, three miles, 4.55 at Punchestown. So again, you've been speaking to Henry Bromhead, to Willie and to Gordon. What's the indication about who's going to run here? Because there's some big names entered. Um, it looks like Bacardi's will run. Uh, uh, now, what did he have to say about the last Because he obviously got taken out of it. What can you say? He got taken out of it. Uh, Tony made the point that his form was getting... No- he's got knocked all over the place, got battered mm. at Cheltenham, all around him. So he does have something to prove in that regard, I he suppose. He was supposedly working quite well, but this is going up in trip now to three miles. Yeah, and I don't. He's not crying out for it for me now. I think we we spoke about this. I thought the Neptune was the right race for him now, rather than the than the potato race. Uh, so that would be a question mark. Uh, I don't think we've seen the best of him now, to be fair. And he's interesting. Champagne Classic is probably going to run. Gordon wouldn't have set you a light about him at all. I'm sure, um, he's the worst horse that uh, Mike Lillery owns. And he says he 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 doesn't really think he's a grade one horse but he's badly handicapped now so he'll just run him and if he runs alright oh well speaking of badly handicapped presenting Percy <gasps> um, yes big Look, fan big big fan that was a, a fantastic performance you have to say in the Pertoms ok let's finish off Gordon and Willie first of all to yeah, yeah we better because I haven't even talked about the important one yet Ben, ben Hill um, yes he runs Okay. I suppose he Death is the important duty. one. They're, You're going to talk about deputy. He's not running here. He's going to. They're going to drop him for the two and a half. Oh wow! Yeah, oh. which which is news. Are in they? Itself. Because O'Leary said he's going for the three miler. Ah, but Gordon says he's going for the two and a half. But you know the way that operation works now. That you know, no decisions will be made until late, and it'll be a team effort. But Gordon was inclined to want to drop him to two and a half. He he wouldn't necessarily like to blame the trip. He he's he, in, probably one of the more interesting things out of all the lads now. He said that he came home looking very light and he was dehydrated, and he feels that maybe he just didn't travel very well. It was his first time to travel to race, and he feels that maybe that that's what that's what happened. Okay. He just didn't travel well because he was so bullish about him. He really was, and it just wasn't him. He's he he's he's inclined to blame that. He said it could be the trip. But he's inclined to blame that. And when I spoke to him first thing this morning, he was talking two and a half miler, but he's obviously in both. Mm. And uh, they'll get together and make a decision uh, soon enough. But Gordon uh, was favouring the two and a half. If O'Leary favours the three mile, we'll wait and see what happens. Well, only one of them can win, and we'll have to find out which one of the two it is. But you'd imagine that they'd take Gordon's advice here and go with what he says. Well, this could be hot. You know, presenting Percy Penhill. Oh, this is the race of the meeting, isn't it? Absolutely. yeah, um, Manali's going to run. Yeah, Henry. Henry said that he's going to run. Could Augusta Kate back up here? Could she go? Uh, doubt. Off She'll top, hardly go to Punchestown after. Off the top of my head, I doubt it. Yeah. Although she is still entered as things stand. Yeah. Um, significantly, so is Penhill. Yes. So he definitely runs. Yes. This is his intended target. Came out of Cheltenham well. Uh, yeah, well, he just feels the trip has made a fair difference to him in in many different regards. He feels it's the trip he wants in stamina terms, and it also helps his jumping. And that was a fine performance. Mona Lee's a horse I really like. I thought he ran a stormer at Cheltenham. Um, can I find a reason for him to reverse that form? 
slightly struggling as, as much as I'd like to see it uh, and Monalee with Monalee it's all about next season yeah chaser and what was it to Bromhead saying to you was he, was he giving you the indication it's all about fences next season oh yeah just punches down whatever he does as a bonus yeah okay so would you lean towards presenting Percy then oh it's a, it'll be a fun race for them to price Are you, any prices in your, your source there Tony uh, yes, there are, Kevin. And I look at uh, I'd obviously bet the name who this is. This is Powers, of course. They should know the first oh, okay. um, Three to one, Penn Hill and Death Duty. Fours, presenting Percy, Monolith, and Tens Bar. Oh, presenting Percy's the bet there, isn't he? Yeah. I think he is. I'm surprised he's that big. Come on. Very surprised. I, fe- I feel the ground made a big difference to him at Cheltenham as much as anything else. Mm. And uh, Tong Tai made a difference too. Yeah, you could be right too. Yeah, I, I, I think the his pedigree and the way he moves and everything, I'd say good ground is, is, a, is a big help to him. And uh, yeah, no, I thought that was a mega performance now. And I know, look, it's a handicap. It's a handicap form, but he's got plenty of experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I favour. Okay. At those prices, I'd be with presenting Percy, for sure. Okay, Vanessa Ryle, who would you be with? Um, for me, this is between Monalee and presenting Percy, but um, pretty much what Kevin covered there, presenting Percy uh, needs the better ground and Monalee doesn't. I thought Monalee ran one of the best defeated races at the festival out of all the races. He was just, he ran an absolute stormer. I think he's a brilliant horse. Can't wait for him for next year, but uh, I don't think he'll want it uh, good, which it might well be by Wednesday. And... It's between those two, presenting Percy and Monolly, but at those prices, definitely presenting Percy. On official ratings, he presenting Percy is 159, and the next best is 153 Penn Hill, and Monolly's down in 148. So on that, he's streets clear. And you can't, I put in my notes after Cheltenham, wherever he goes back him next time out, and never in a million years did I think I'd get four to one about mm. him next time out after that performance so I mean I know, prices, I know he's best. jumping up to grade one company but you look at this field and yes there are exciting horses but Debt Judy assuming he doesn't run um, Monoly if it's with a view to the future like this is a very exciting race to watch in terms of what these horses could he be was, he was a grade one horse in a handicap big and, time uh, and, he, and he just put in a brilliant performance in a very strong handicap at the festival that for my for me is as good as bad grade one form, surely. Yeah. Anton Percy at four to one. If those are the prices offered, I'll take him, please. Thank you very much. With Mon Lee to run another blinder. Tony? Yeah, I would echo what people are saying and presenting Percy. I think he's overpriced. The other one I give a little chance to is um I'll boom photo. Oh, oh yes. I think I'd actually prefer if he went to the two and a half mile race. I think it might be softer, but um, it's off the race, not off the ground. Um, but Willie was saying that they were thinking of the three miler for this. Like, I thought he was savage in Fairy House. Um, as soon as he got the, the bit of running room, he, he sort of was caught in traffic for a while. But when he got when he got the lead at the at the last, he just kicked on it. I just looked really good. Um, and again, it's my argument that maybe some of these horses coming up to the ranks are better than some of the more. Um, Experienced ones at this stage, yeah. So, and also the angle with him of not of not going to the festival is quite interesting. You know, yeah. he's not been at any major major festivals, which I always think. You know, for like a horse like Mon Lee, I worry that he had a very hard race in the Albert Bartlett, um, whereas he might have had a bit of an easier time at Fairy House. So he's a double figure price, Kevin Blake. Is he going to go for this race, Mon Lee? Album photo. Um, I don't know. When you were speaking Kevin, to William Mullins. Kevin is being really, really, really useful on this podcast. I'm so glad we have him on board. Well, well speak- in fairness to Kevin, 
Willie, Willie probably has about, let's say, what, 20,000 entries. Don't let him yeah. off the hook because he's got 20 million horses <laughs> to go. I've got to cut down to a list of 15, I'm afraid, lads, and that's yeah, Al Boom Photo didn't make the list. <laughs> well, he was impressive last time out, though. If he did line up here, he'd be very interesting, and he's a double-figure price. Yeah, I would knock it at all. Mm. Price, price seems fair. Okay, so it's album photo, but looks things for Tony. Uh, presenting Percy for Nessa for you. Uh, presenting Percy. Okay, four to one, big price. Uh, the feature race on Wednesday is the Punchestown Gold Cup. Oi, oi. Running over three miles and half a furlong, 5.30. Um, there's a little known horse in this race called Sizing John. <laughs> Get down, Kennedy. Get down. Get down. Absolutely roasted by Kate Harrington. Taken to task. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. I believe you won the Gold Cup. <laughs> I believe he's the reigning Gold Cup winner. <laughs> God only. Um, and I'm going to be there as well. So I have to say to her, I'm, re- I'm super sorry, Kate. Uh, I'm for that. Also, can I just sorry flag something up? Sorry that I forgot to say for the Tuesday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. And you're not going to be there. I don't believe it. That's just so no, disappointing. That's why she's not going to be there. She's going to be in Barbados. This field has been cut down. Um, currently eight cut runners. Down. Uh, Sizing John is now an odds-on favourite. And Jackadam has been cut in price odds, as where, well. Where's the odds-on? One place. He's odds <laughs> against everywhere the else. The firm that Tony Please, Keenan has been mentioning. On, you troglodyte. The firm that Tony Keenan's been mentioning. All right, let's see what <laughs> let's see what kind of a bigger price he's you can get against him. He's against everywhere. He's eleven to ten with Ladbrokes. Oh, uh, he's five. Uh, he's five to four with our great friends at BetStars. <laughs> there you go. Bet stars are five to four. Aren't He's they? odds against everywhere, bar two firms. So we'll take the five to four bet stars, though, oh, if you want to back him. Get him what in. price are they going to bet Jackadam? Uh, in general, or just bet stars? What's the biggest price you can get? Um, 130. Okay. General 11 to four. Your thoughts on the feature race on Wednesday? Oh, I, I do it, Sizing John. Look, Coney Grease is interesting. But look, just flick through him. Like, we love Sabana, but. I think we, we found out this season that he's maybe not quite up to this, even though he'll get his ground, and he, he, he did win there last year. So if he's ever going to come up to this type of class, he would probably be it. Um, but I wouldn't go back in him, to be honest, myself. Um, Jack Adam, you know, Willie couldn't hide how disappointed he was with him at Cheltenham. He really couldn't. You know, he said, I thought he was in some form going there. And, you know, I, I asked him, you know, he did, yeah, he raced quite freely you know did, that, su- did free. that surprise you and he said no no it didn't you know he, he'd been showing us that and we rode him accordingly and um, he just I asked him the question everyone seems to be talking about you know does he quite stay the Gold Cup trip and he says you know I, I don't know if you could say he can't because he, he's run so well there t- twice and he just feels he was just below form below himself his performance level dip, dipped for some reason that he couldn't quite put his finger on he's been fine since this is the target um, in my I I my my own theory stands now that I think they maybe just sent him there a little bit too fresh. Yeah, that's what you were saying in the review with Lydia. That's my theory on it, and that they were it, they were a little bit too clever this time around. Not too clever, but they just they, they wanted to send him there fresh, and it's a very fine balancing act. And maybe he was just a little bit too fresh. Um, and if that was the case, that race should have knocked knocked the the additional spark off him, and mm-hmm. he should be in, he should be spot on for here. Because uh, hear me out, Kevin. Hear me out. Go on, go ahead, go ahead. Everything you've just said is exactly my logic, and that's why I backed him today. At the price, I'm not going to knock you. I'm not going to laugh at you when he's beaten. 
but yeah. I'm not going to knock it yeah. at this stage. You'll come off camera and you'll come into the wherever it is we are having a few drinks and you'll go, ha ha ha. Yeah, I thought Sizing John's performance was, was very good. It was very good, but he has had two hard races back to back. And Jack and M is coming in here that little bit fresher. Yeah, that's a fair point too. And the fact that Willie was so disappointed is actually music to my ears. That he couldn't hide his disappointment. Yeah. Oh, look, you can tell I'm not, I don't have a strong view in this, but mm-hmm. my natural inclination would be to, for Sizing John to uphold the form. Yeah, and and he may very well do, and probably deserves to be odds on with one firm as yeah, things stand. I think the prices look about right, though, to be honest. But, but I, I think at that price, Jack Adam is, is still reasonable to go oh, in again and to keep the faith. This is worse than George Bowen. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, what was that noise? Sorry, that was me laughing. Are you sure? Um, (laughs) Does this mean you were sticking with Sizing John or do you want to try and be creative with something at a bigger price? Kevin? Go on, hit me with Zabana facts, Kevin. What's the crap with him? Um, Well, he's going to get his ground. And we know he loves Punchestown. Would you be tempted? What price is he? He's 14 to 1 best price. Um, You know, wishy-washy. If the 8 turned up, I could definitely see the case, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, unfortunately, I'm not a raving scumbag, so that type of bet wouldn't really appeal to me. <laughs> wow. Um, Tony Keenan is still on the line. Like, that's, that Tony, is, I think that was aimed at you. That is no, outrageous. No, no, I had a, I had a general rant at the, this type of scumbaggery on, on Tuesday's podcast. But, uh, oh, look, if you... Yeah. Yeah. Size and John. Okay. okay. Uh, Vanessa Ryle. Uh super excited to see Coney Green if he tips up here um, for me he is a better Gold Cup winner than Sizing John and on pure talent he would beat Sizing John but for obvious reasons that are concerns that's why he is a 5-1 to one shot in this race uh, his gallop the other day at Fast Last was it was Fast Last wasn't it was brilliant really really good I thought he looked electric I I love this horse. It's hard not to. He has an exceptionally weird physique, which makes him a bit of a monster. Hence why he's only run 11 times. He's incredibly fragile. And I think it's quite weird that they're teeing him up to run here when they could, not weird, but, you know, it's the last chance of the season to have a run. And they could have just backed right off him and brought him back next year for the King George or whatever. But instead, they're trying to get him to punch his town, which I think is quite interesting. Um, for me he's the most talented horse in the race if the ground comes up good it's a major concern but if they take him he must be right because they're not the sort of people who would just chance him they'll only take him if he's 100% so if he lines up I would have the confidence that he is 100% ready to run for his life and if there is any, if it's good good to soft I'd give him a huge shout at 5-1 to one. He's, he's by far the best horse in the race uh, he's much better than Jack Adam and he's better than Sizing John but one is off the back of winning a gold cup and the other is off the back of a long time off and an injury so it's it's dependent on what chance you're willing to take but for me he is he he's the best horse in this race by a long way Alright 5-1 to one, Connie Reeve for Vanessa Ryle Tony Keenan um, Sizing John uh, it was very hard to beat here look at Three, I, I don't get get the beauty of the two hard races. The Leperstown race was running run a bit of a crawl and Cheltenham wasn't all that strongly run either. Um, he's only had three runs this season. I think he'll take all the beating. But I actually think the weak part of the market is the horses you're fancying, uh, Coney Gree and Jacketham. Uh, Jacketham's won two John Dawkins in two seasons. Like, 
I don't know at what point you sort of say, is he just not good enough? That's what it looks like to me. Coney Gray, I don't think he'll run um, with the grounds as is. The treat him as a bit of a stable pet. They're hardly going to go chancing him on that ground. Um, and the one that I think is definitely overpriced is Outlander. Oh. Every year, this horse just doesn't operate at Cheltenham. We've seen it the last two years, third year this time. Um, he just hates the place and often comes back and runs well at the Irish meetings. Last year, he was uh, sec- second in Ferry House and second to Saban in this, uh, I think, 10 or 12 bit overs. Okay. So he's beat, beaten Chicago at Christmas and went very dark the, yeah, old, the old signal just went to pieces there, Johnny Ward style, but he's yeah, making a pretty solid case. For yeah, him. Gordon was saying like that. He just, what can you say about Cheltenham? Like he was beaten after four or five fences. Yeah, but as Tony says, that's just the traditional thing with him. Generally. Yeah, it's if, it's, if, if that's right, he's he's a very fair price. Keep the faith, Jack Adam. Saban justifies it. He justifies <laughs> it. He gets the job done. Of course, Saban beat Outlander at Punchestown last year. Mm. You're not going to go back in again on him, are you? Um, maybe I was being harsh on him. You know, Could you make a case that he's been saved for this race? I don't think that was my case. Well, well, it wasn't deliberate. He was obviously going to go to the Ryanair and he, he got a little setback. Mm. Um, so, how ready is he would be the question. How bad was that setback? Um, oh, look, he'll be the one I'll be cheering, but I, I, can't, I can't tip him, I'm afraid. All right. Jack it in. Keep the faith. Um, and this is the last chance, and this is the last roll of the dice. I will you never mention said it again. That before, on, until John Durkin Day. <laughs> next season uh, 6.05 and at the races the Punchestown champion uh, bumper oh now this could be very very interesting mm. uh, because not only do we have the Cheltenham champion bumper winner the astonishing Fiona uh, but a number of very high profile horses in the Willie Mullins stable who next destination ran well um, Carter McKay was expected to run well didn't uh, Sam Crow has entered but won't run uh, someday had to miss Cheltenham for Kate Harrington, who we were talking about earlier on, and presumably will go here in the stables in red-hot form. And then there's Polly Roy, who cost a small fortune and will run instead of Sam Crow for Gordon. So what was Gordon telling you about him? Um, he'll be entering the winner's bumper as well, but he's probably going to go for this. Um, you know, he feels he's more of a two-and-a-half, three-mile horse. Um, but it, he basically said like, he isn't a fancy horse at home. But he's always kind of there on the scene, and he, he feels he wouldn't be behind, wouldn't be at all far behind his best bumper horses. Um, but Fiona could run here as well. Mm. So what's the story um, there? She's also going to be entered up in a in a mare's bumper, I believe. Okay. And again, it's kind of a there's a, there's a quite a few of these. Um, Henry de Bromhead is in the same boat with with Palmona Blue, who's a lovely horse, I think. Yeah. Uh, real chaser in the making, but listening to Henry, probably more likely to go for the winner's bumper, which is probably going to turn out to be a super hot race. Um, with, with regards to Fiona there's going to be a number of people listening to this who are now screaming at their iPhone or smartphone or tablet or I don't know typewriter or wh- whatever it is you're listening to this show on <laughs> and going she can't go for the Mayor's Bumper for goodness sakes she's the Cheltenham champion bumper winner obviously she's going to go for this race there is a champion trainer's title on the line here how much of that would play into the part of their possibly going for the easier target I don't know I don't know she, she, she'd be a She'd be fav for this, wouldn't she? Oh yeah, you know. So when you when you have a fav for the big one, I don't know if you want to go pot hunter with a small one, but but if you've got the fav for the big one and you also have a able deputy in Paulie Roy, if he's yeah. saying she, he's ah, look, not far uh, off the best, then. I'm sick of Woody Mullins bingo. We're not going to play Gordon Eddie bingo. <laughs> <laughs> we might not have a choice this week. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if this is the best example of uh, the placing of horse. I don't know which one here. 
But the trainer's title, a very important part of it, is going to be what Emmett's talking about, the placing of these horses over the next five days. A lot of them are multiple different places, and, you know, putting them in the right spot, maximising the prize, actually winning or or putting it into a spot where it can get big money for finishing toward could have a say in the outcome of the trainer's title. Yeah, I could could see the case of them rerouting her. Ah, sure. Uh, Someday is going to be interesting here, isn't it? Am I I right, Tony? You you really fancy someday for Cheltenham? Certainly did, yeah. Do you hear what happens with him? I think it's just a setback. Um, No, well, I I heard that he was pretty much fine, but... uh, they were being very the sort of uh, UK team of vets etc were being very very strict after the whole rigmarole of that Henry de Bromhead horse running that looked lame in the paddock and then ran and then got pulled up so they're being very very strict on horses and um, I think someday was reported as he was out galloping one more either having just a hat cant around or walking back in the vets were called in to check him and they couldn't find anything wrong with him, but they also weren't happy for him to run. That was what oh, I heard anyway. goodness sake. Uh, Anti-Irish bias, undeniable fact. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think, as you can imagine, connections were not best pleased when they said, mm. point us to which leg isn't right or point us to what, what part of the body isn't right and they didn't have an answer, but they weren't happy to let him run. That's like the time so, they wouldn't let Champagne Fever run on the Queen Mother Champion oh, Chase. Oh, yeah. So I would suggest that perhaps he's absolutely fine and he would definitely be my pick for this oi, off oi. the back of how strongly he was fancied for that race at Cheltenham. Oh, do they have this price, Tony? 92. Oh, is that all? Okay. thought it might be one of the... My, that price, my... I couldn't find it, price yeah, anyway. On, uh, on the defensive side here. 2-1 to one, Fiona. 72 Next Destination. Uh, next Destination. 92 Someday. 5-1 to one, Polly Roy. 5-1 to one, A Non-Runner and Sam Crow. 11-2, Cardi McKay. Fuji Mountain hasn't been seen in ages, 12-1. to 1. Uh, And Paloma Blue, 16-1. to 1. Yeah, 16's maybe a bit big about Paloma Blue. He was quite good at winning on, on debut at um, Fairy House, I think it was, and there was a few quid from uh, late on. Uh, someday would be the horse I, I, I would like, especially after Vanessa's after saying there wasn't any serious issue at Cheltenham. Um, he, he did a very fast uh, speed figure when he won at Leopardstown um, on Hennessy Day, and it'd be quite interesting actually in the horse that ran second to him, Willie Mullins' horse. Um, hasn't had an entry yet for Punchestown, but I presume he'd be kept for a, 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 a sort of a maiden bump because he has only had the one run and come second so far. Um, I got the impression from Gordon's comments that Sam Crow wasn't totally ruled out of this just yet. Oh. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see because he said that he was only going to give him one run after he won in Navin. Mm. He's had the one run and it would be a real push towards the trainer's title if he, if he, did, if he was allowed to allowed this lad to run. But I, I don't know. Kevin, did, you, did he get any vibe off him for this horse running or not? No. To be honest, no. Gotta be surprised if they ran him again. So would I. So would I. It's only I. nine days. And I know he bolted up. It was one. It was literally one. Not even a crack of the whip, a shake of the reins from Lisa. Mm-hmm. Gone. Hugely impressive, but I'd be stunned if they ran him oh, again. It'd be super interesting if he turned up now. Oh, yeah, I, could, he would, I couldn't, couldn't see it. That, that exciting a prospect for next season, it's mm. a. Ooh, asking a bit much. Wouldn't be like them, though. No. But we are in exceptional circumstances. These are extraordinary times. But like he's good. I haven't, I haven't crunched the numbers in this now. But Gordon's going to win, isn't he? He should do. I've I've backed Willie today, and right, <gasps> right. Uh, Show the work, Tony Keenan. Well, 
Both of them are coming back to this meeting with four horses that won at Cheltenham but haven't run since. Gordon has LeBake, Champagne Classic, Fiona, and what's the other one? It's gone out of my head. I have this down somewhere. If LeBake's a horse that possibly won't start, Champagne Classic is going to be double figures for whatever he runs in. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Fiona, fair enough. Willie's four horses coming back are Nichols Canyon. He's favoured for the three-miler. Uh, Arctic Fire, who's going to be a short price for the two-miler. Penhill, who's favoured for the three-mile novice hurdle. And on the so he's odds on for the champion chase. But they're all the valuable races. They're the two and three hundred thousand uh, euro races that Willie has has got the horses for. So, you know, uh, on that end, Willie has the advantage. And uh, he also possibly has any power coming back. Um, Willie has run has had 81 winners at this meeting since 2010. Oh. Any of you want to have a guess how many Gordon Elliott has had at this meeting since 2010? Since 2010? I was going to say 20 actually and Vanessa got in there before me so I'll say 21 I'll say 15 9 whoa mm. big chap so mm. this is a pretty different um, renewal of the bows and that he has kept horses back for it but he still has an ordinary record at the meeting um, there's 2.7 million available at the meeting he's what three or four hundred thousand um, down on Mullins or Mullins, Mullins is down on him on Willie today he's a hundred to thirty I thought he should have been a little bit shorter than that anyway just going into the meeting um, I'd expect him to definitely get more prize money than Gordon Elliott now whether it be enough to throw it back I don't know can you imagine uh, Willie having his moment with Gary when he, where he gets to look at the camera and say well that's blowing Gordon out of the water <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Gordon should have ran more horses in the Irish National. It would have made things safe. Should have run them all. Well, that's blown Gordon out of the water. Oh. I couldn't believe that. There's a graphic flying around Twitter today, and I know you guys are probably all well in tune with this, but I couldn't believe that this year Gordon's run 1,163 horses and has 186 winners. And Willie Mullins has only run 505. Yeah, Tony did a piece on this before. And had 170 winners. I mean, that is a massive, massive difference in yeah. terms of actual strike rate, right? It's extraordinary. That is, that is, when you actually really think about that number, it is staggering. I'd say if you pulled up kind of average official ratings, you know, Willie would be far in excess of, of Gordon. Your Gordon runs a lot of ordinary handicappers. Yeah. You know, winning, yeah. winning one race with them out of, out of six runs is, is probably fair going. Whereas Willie doesn't have any of those, really. You know, he's got a few, obviously, but mm. he wouldn't have many. So you've put the money down, Tony Keenan, and you're obviously thinking that this is going to be... Like, Willie's horses are in flying form as well. Yeah, well, I talked about back when he was, whatever, two to one. You're sitting on a great price now. Yeah. It's the first bet I've had. But I think the figures support that Mullins is probably could be a little bit shorter than 100. And he is going to be throwing a huge battalion. Uh, at this race as well, oh, it's going to be a fun. Can week. We, are we all allowed to say which team we're on? Are we? Are we going to pick teams? We're not on teams, way? Vanessa. It's not. It's, it's, for goodness' sakes, woman, this isn't about teams. This is about sport. It's about watching two of the giants of the game, two of the great sporting men, two legends of racing, going at it toe to toe, a proper battle, and we can sit back and enjoy their talent. Of course, we're on teams. Emmett has a team Willie hat on. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's anything to do with racing. <laughs> this is going to be... 
You are out of control. He is out of control. What tonight. the hell have you been doing? What have you done today? What's wrong with know. him? What is wrong with him? I think it's marathon juice. He's like a child. Oh, I think I think everyone's lying if they're saying they don't have a team. Yeah, of course, of course, of course, they're a team. You're on team, will you, Vanessa? I love oh, Billy. Oh, oh my god! Oh. I do. He's just the nicest man in the world. Oh, I, oh, uh, no, 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 no. What you don't understand? I don't know if you did that intentionally or not, but that signal did not come through in the way you intended it to. I really hope you didn't mean to say it that way. Oh, man. I didn't. I just meant that I genuinely love, like, the team. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you have to get over laughing at shit like that. Please, that's it. I'm gone. His oh. name is Willie. <laughs> oh, Lord. Tony. What are you, Tony? Well, I would have personally probably have gone for Gordon and Levac Willie today, so we we'll have just jumped ship here. <laughs> Can we not just say like Team Mullins, him. please? <laughs> <laughs> just say Team Mullins just for our own sake. Hashtag Team Willie. <laughs> Okay, can we wrap up the champion bumper, please? Who's going to win it? Kevin Blake. At those prices. At those prices. <sighs> God. Oh, come on, man. It's not Mastermind. This isn't University Challenge. I go with Poli Roy. Good man. Vanessa? Um, someday for me, please. And Tony? Yeah, someday as well. Meant to mention to you, slight bit of after timing, but Flying Angel, very good at Aintree. Mmm. Mmm. Um, I didn't back him now, unfortunately. Uh. No, I didn't either, but I thought that, you know, it was a little bit of something after Cheltenham blip. Yeah, because he just didn't find out at Cheltenham um, in the more than something like Picardies. He just had yeah, totally... Taken, yeah, out, he taken out too early. Well done, yeah. Kevin, making more background noise there. Okay, the feature race on the Thursday is the champion stairs hurdle. Um, you know what I mean, Harry, maybe on the way over, but it doesn't matter because even if he does come over, Nichols Canyon will confirm his superiority and will put him in his place before jetting on the plane to the America to go for the half a million dollar bonus. What did your close personal friend, Willie, have to say about Nichols Canyon? Yeah, came out of the race well. Very happy with him. I'm not thinking about America at the moment, even though you, you know that they are. Um, given the <laughs> given the bonus, seven percent of half a million. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, th- I think the the trip transformed them. I had my doubts going into Cheltenham, definitely, um, but he vanquished them nicely. I like the way he did it. He he's had a busy season, but he, we know he's ticked off. He's a hardy little fecker, and um, so if anyone's going to bounce back and go back to the well and go back with his buckets full of water again it'll be it'll be him I'd say and for the first time in three seasons because for the previous two he has he has not gone to Aintree so he comes here fresher comparatively fresher yeah um, yeah I tell you what he said footpad might run here oh that'd be an interesting one into the mix now because I, I could see him staying three miles yeah it won't be good enough though oh I don't know what are the officials? He's five pounds behind Nichols on officials? Yeah, he won't be good mm. enough. He's just one of those horses. No, I don't know, maybe, but it's interesting. He, he'll he be one of the more intriguing runners for me. All right, Tony Keenan. Identity Thief could run here. Oh, God. They're leaning towards this one. Oh, I, who cares? Jesus. Oh, come on, so. Go on, then. <laughs> well, look, he was, oh, look he's been a, a horrific disappointment. Um, Henry's baffled 
was was his was his word baffled because he, he, he seems super well at home. His work is brilliant. Um, brought him away, worked fantastic before entry, and then went there and found nothing. Um, so I think they're just going to try something, and that something could well be going up and trip and ride them really quiet and try just trying to end, finish off the race. And uh, look, if he came back to himself, ran a cracker last year behind Broomfield Mag and Furnace. If he, if he comes back to himself, he, he's there. But he needs huge improvement for the step up. And yeah, trip. he'd want to be a big price now to be chance them. He's thirty threes. Arctic Fire could run here. Woody is not ruling it out, which seems slightly mad to me. Why would he go into this race? Um, well, they have a notion in their head about him over over three miles. Um, I, for me, he's a two miler. Oh, do, do they, they not remember what happened to him at Christmas time? He was a sick. couple of years ago. He was sick from memory. He came back sick from that race, and that was the excuse they were given. But regardless, he's always been a two mile. I've yeah. never even liked him that much over two and a half. So it wouldn't be for me. That's why I'm saying it surprised me. But mm. he did say it. He's entered in both, and no decision made yet. Okay. Well, look, when you've got the short press favorite, you can tinker around and have a think about what you want to do but surely Nichols Canyon will take the world of beating here if you were to take him on with something who would it be? Apple Shade has an entry here probably going to go for the mares uh, I'll just run through these while we're talking about him Sutton Place would need rain but he'd run here if he's going to run ok um, Jury Duty he's going to run but I'd say he's not good enough um, if I had to take one on it's you know I'd give footpad each way chance because I just I I don't I assume this is price and I assume he's a big price because people won't expect him to go for it he'd want to be um, he'd want to be but he'd be one he's now he's Paddy Power yeah that'd, that'd be the bet because they'd ride him to place I want payment from Paddy Power for the amount of references they've got on this week's show <laughs> I want Bye. money from them for all of us he's 25 with quite a few firms yes and, uh, they're not he, the only firm to price this race up he said look no decision made but they they are keen to examine them over three miles and this could well be where they do it. Um, this, you would hope, looking at the entries, that there will be certainly be eight. Surely, oh, yeah. surely a, a, a oh, few more. going to be, yeah. Um, and they'll ride them really, really quiet to get the trip and to pick up the pieces. So if you wanted a bit of scumbaggery, sure, why not? Just to clarify, you were actively advocating against that behaviour earlier on, and now you are pushing I'm changing my mind to suit my agenda. I love how Emmett just is not <laughs> letting Kevin off an ounce tonight. Nope. You guys are savage with each other nope. over there. Yeah, sure, look. Oh, we'll have great crack in the, in the pub on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Jesus. They're having a well domestic done. Say again? I'm jealous. No, I'm just taking uh, it to task. Oh, good. Calling them out on it. <laughs> calling them out on it, basically. I changed my agenda the whole time. Um, it's, <laughs> it's just right. An article saying one thing one minute and then a completely yeah. different view the next. Uh, yep. Vanessa, your thoughts on the feature race for Thursday? To coin Kevin O'Ryan, I think it's very trappy. Oh, God. Very, very trappy. Um, I was surprised that One Track Mind was uh, so short in terms of the English contenders because I think when he won the race last year, it was a, it was a very weak renewal of the race. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously been off chasing, but failed, and they've now decided that they're going to bring him back hurdling and aim him here. Last year, it was his aim all season to run there, whereas this year, it's the complete opposite. He's been, you know not had this as his aim all season and now it's sort of last chance saloon for this season to end on a high he's a horse I like but like I said I think it was very weak renewal last year Shane's Hill don't laugh at me but at 16 to 1 to place 
I don't think that's bad. I think, you know, last year he was he fell when challenging at the last. Whether he would have won is debatable, but he would have been potentially second. Um, I think he is probably being, he's probably, well, I wouldn't say he's overpriced, but I'd, I'd back him to place. I think a lot of these won't turn up. I love Sutton Place, but surely he won't go if it's good ground, I don't think. Um, yeah, maybe Shane's Hill, but I think it's very trappy and... Yeah, one trap mind, little Rockefeller for us. God, he's a tough little horse, isn't he? Is he going to tip up here? Yeah, that's the plan anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, they've, I mean, they've signaled their intention to come over. Yeah, they said they said they were avoiding the entry to come here. Yeah. Well, I love that horse. Maybe him at ten to one then, Lordy. I don't know. Sorry, pass. That is that is just purely though, on the basis of heart ruling head. Yeah. Yeah, I just. I'm confused.com here. <laughs> That's okay, Vanessa. We'll let you away with that. Um, Tony Keenan, though. Head rules heart. Your thoughts? I haven't got a clue. I'm deflated by that. I was, I was convinced you were going to say, lads, it's a smash-up job. Nichols Canyon. Yeah. Beg, borrow, steal. Just get stuck in. Ruby, waving to the crowd in the champagne tent afterwards. Easy game. Is the fear with Nichols Canyon that we're all sat here just thinking we know he can throw in a... A, a, a bad run after a good run, essentially. Yeah, um, I think that's taking six to four about is he? Like, yeah, you, you're talking about a horse who was ten to one last time out versus six to four now. I can, and this is a race that's thrown up. Oh, and I mean, also we're sat here, we're talking about this race, and until the last run, you know what I mean, Harry? It was the best thing since sliced bread with Warburton's in a packet, and now we're not even mentioning him. I mean, what's the crap with him? Oh, still, still just the fact done. that we were so deflated that he got still haven't got I don't think he, he had excuses at all with the way the race was run yeah. he was just beaten totally on merit um, I, don't re- I don't really see that you could point to an obvious um, reason why he would improve he just wasn't as good as we thought maybe he just was you know, just a little bit really? below form he, he was weak in the run in and that's not really him mm. you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if just there was just something Low level Not, underlying there that just caught him out late on. Maybe that's me being forgiven because I was such a big fan of him yeah. going into it. Well, we all were in furnace. We're such a fickle bunch, lads. He's not going to get his ground. I know. I know they're inclined to blame the ground. Well, um, just um, um, oh, he's um, How dare you? How awful! Novel give Kevin a very generous donation there for his marathon. The novel sound. He did, didn't he? I decided to push our differences behind behind us but because I'm still very confident of my chances with D but um, <laughs> I've told that uh, other podcast that um, they're not good enough and uh, I've decided to commit my long term future to this one uh, obviously it's the best and well it's got D so it's old um, look lads uh, you're talking there about this Harry Fry horse sure no long walk hurdle participant let alone winner um, has won this race for 17 years. Now, look, it'd be hard to get past that. Only two of the last 14 didn't run at Cheltenham. Um, so, you know, like, basically, nine of the last 15 won a grade one over three miles plus. Uh, Willie Mullins has trained six winners. The favours has won six out of the last nine. Lads, it's basically a simple game. It's easy money. Nichols Canyon, lads. Uh, I can't wait to meet Graham Wiley, uh, particularly Andrea, 
and um, I'll be there with them I'm going to do what that guy did I'm going to lead him in when he wins <laughs> and uh, I'm going to pause for, and I will be, I'll be unmasked that'll be my unveiling uh, assuming that uh, Ruby doesn't uh, kick me maybe he'll throw me an old 20 euro seems we keep mentioning that uh, particular firm and uh, Nichols Canyon's a good thing on the stats he's a good thing on the farm and just back him lads you sound very uptight Norval did that other podcast bully you would they put your head down the toilet give you a noogies they kind of put me in my place to be honest about it but um, anyway that's grand there now lads Nichols Canyon lads that's the good thing and the premium rate number is still up and running lads great value oh no I've given away the napple to me but anyway there's, there'll be others there'll 1-800 be others. Nuggets no, that's a free phone number, you eejit. Um, 1550. <laughs> Nichols Canyon. Lump on. Uh, right, nap. next. Feature race on Friday. Annie Power, is she going to run, first of all? What, what What are you talking about? The feature race on Friday is the first. Are we not, oh, let's talk about this. Are we not still talking about Thursday? Let's talk about this. We're done with Thursday. <laughs> There's a great one on the chase. Let's, let's talk about this. The most important race of the entire meeting is on the Friday. <laughs> Please, Tony Keenan, give us the actual requirements for running in this race, for the, first for of the all. KFM Hunter Chase. The KFM Hunter Steeplechase for the Bishopstown Cup worth fifteen thousand euros. Now, poor old Gordon and Willie, this is fifteen thousand euros. They aren't going to get the hands on. <laughs> Not allowed run because the conditions are as follows. So it's a steeplechase for certified hunters, four four years old and upwards, that are the bona fide and unconditional property of farmers with farming land in the Kildare Hunt District and in their possession since the first of January, twenty seventeen. Now, hold on, there's another one. Sons and. <laughs> of persons qualified to enter working on their parents' farm and who have no other occupation are eligible to enter horses their bona fide property in this race what a f*** (laughs) 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 hold on there boy hold on there boy myself and my friends like to have a jolly old race at the Pakistan Festival and you want to deny us that right they give out about mayor's hurdles and playing mayor's a chance this is what we have at Pontius Town. Come on, lads. I love it. It's fantastic. It's a race. It's generally easy to find the winner in this. It's a, it's a great race. There's only one that can. That there's like a, a hundred horse, literally. And the rest there's of them are worse than yaks. Like, the, rest, the, re- the rest of them spend all year ploughing the fields at their owner's farms. Yeah. They just throw it outside a lot of them and go, yeah, boy. Well, I, it's a tradition and it's all right. It's all right as patrons of Punchestown. I even remember last year's winner, Shinevi. What a touch we had. The only racehorse in the whole field. The only racehorse. Let me get this horse's form up. I'm pretty sure it's like 100 horses, maybe 110 he was tossed in. I love it. Sorry, I'm I'm talking absolute rubbish. His highest ever rating was 93. Wow. (laughs) he was chucked in. The dizzy heights. (laughs) He bolted up, lads. Two to one, fav. (laughs) Everything else is a Clydesdale cross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's, it's everyone just, gets a chance at Punchestown. That's, that's what I like. Yeah. Everything from four-year-old <laughs> mares. This, this, this isn't really an advertisement for inclusivity, <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah, you, you can only have a runner if you own land in Punchestown. <laughs> Landed gentry around you know Punchestown. Much area. I love landowners, lads. I love land <sighs> and landowners. Yeah, we have lots of female listeners on this podcast. We do more, more than you'd expect. And if, ladies, you do happen to be looking for a husband, and of course not every lady does want a husband, but if you are, maybe venture into the parade ring for this race because there's going to be loads of moneyed Kildare landowners, farmers' sons with loads of road frontage. Get in there. Easy game. (laughs)
That's just a sensation just, race. I'm, can I just point out, guys, we've had an incident. <laughs> I'm sat here in the office of the posh house, even though I've moved out. And I've just, the owner of the posh house has just come out into the yard and put a sign up against the glass window that says, the butler wants to know if you want your curry. No way. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of it just to prove that that has happened because I am even shocked by that. But I don't think yeah. I do want my curry. I can't eat whilst on this, can I? You can't. Uh, we're almost done, by the way, so you can get your curry in a few minutes. That's but fantastic. if you were ever in any doubt as to the poshness of Vanessa Ryle, there you go. Is any power going to run in this feature race, That's- the champion hurdle on Friday? And that's the plan, but it sounds but she's entered in the, in the other race. She's entered in the mayors. Uh, Would it not be easier to go for the mayors? Probably easier. Given the fact that she's been off for the whole season. It'd be easier. Uh, he's, he sounded reasonably sure of himself that he's had enough time to get her as fit as she needs to be. This will be her last run of the season. No, okay. no going to France. He's ruled that out. Will it be her last uh, ever run? No, I didn't, uh, didn't venture down that road. Okay. Um, but this will be the last run of the season. Uh, and yeah, look, it introduces a fair level of intrigue to the race, doesn't it? Yeah, she's a two-to-one shot. Um, the other options they have are Arctic Fire, uh, who you've said could extraordinarily step up and trip. I'd be shocked. Vroom Vroom Mag, the defending champion. It looks like she'll go for the mayors. Okay. Um, again, it's it's Willie, and he he wasn't going to confirm anything. Decisions haven't been made, so bingo. Hoover enter, but won't run. Nope. Um, brain power might come over. Nikki does love a Punchestown. Because they treat him like a Punchestown. Nikki loves a little Punchestown winner in those colours. Yeah, yes, particularly for Michael. Stay with Jessica for the week. Michael Buckley comes out with a great fan. <laughs> have a great time. Imagine the whiskey drink. <laughs> Living the dream. Spinter Sacker's coming over for an out parade. Yeah, which is great yeah. to see. Which is fantastic to see. That was a great day up there when he ran. The crowds up there that day. Oh, unbelievable scenes. Probably set him back two seasons, the but big, it was still brilliant. Big black airplane. <laughs> um, so, given given the makeup of this race, then, and the, what we're looking at right now is a two to one shot on any power with the potential for an awful lot of these other horses to go elsewhere. Uh, and then you got Petit Mouchoir, who's pretty solid. Yeah, and will run. Will run. And this won't be a great race, and he did run okay in the champion hurdle at Cheltenham, and you would think, back to this level... He ran well. He ran well, and, you know, I, I know my concern going to Cheltenham was that maybe he wouldn't relish the hill. Um, and to be fair, like, they went past the Mandy enough, but to be fair, like, he stuck on well. Yeah. Like, you couldn't say he didn't come up the hill. Uh, Henry, well, I, I, I asked Henry the question, you know, is there any chance Punchestown might suit him better? And he said, well... You know, it might not be a stiff enough test for him at this stage. Okay. Um, given how he shaped at Cheltenham, um, I, I can only imagine they're going to ride him pretty aggressively and try to make uh, make it into as much of a test as they can. But, like you say, when you look through this field and you see how many non-runners, likely non-runners and possible non-runners there are, yeah, that starts to become a little bit more interesting. I'd actually it? love it if they ran from Vermaak here. I think you'd have a great chance. Actually, they might. They might. Back to a forceful tactic again. Like just like last year. Mm. Any power runs and wins. Bingo, boring. Okay, Vanessa, you reckon it's simple. Any power goes, makes a season reappearance, suits to the crowd, wins easily. Yep, literally just like that. Tony Keenan. If any power runs here, I, I would expect it to be pretty close to peak. Knowing Willie's style of, of training horses and placing them, um, you know, conservatively, and that uh, there'd be no, there'd be little left to chance now. She wouldn't be out for. 
uh, scavenges her own or getting ready for France or anything like that, she, she'd be um, she'd be going ball ready for this. Um, in, if she doesn't run, I, I would like Fatima Schwar. I'd be amazed if Funchestown doesn't suit him better than Cheltenham. Mm. Um, he went too hard in Cheltenham on the sectional times, and I thought he, he he finished out his race the finest. But I just think he's quite a fast horse, and he would really be suited. Be the, the hurdles track around here is very tight, you know. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Going on can be a big plus around here. One thing about him in Cheltenham, I was really surprised is he, he, he jumped pretty ropey in Cheltenham, and I'm putting that down to an aberration because his jumping all season has been very slick. He made at least three mistakes in Cheltenham, and if he could just say on that out, he'd be he would have finished a bit closer. Anyways, I'd like him on the proviso that any power doesn't run. Um, but sure, we don't know that. We we'll wait until the day. In your section, Kev. Oh look, uh, if any power turns up, gotta you know if she, if she turns up, she's going to be Petit Mouchois. I think she was deadly when we last saw her. Mm. Better than these, yeah. You know, for all the doubt, for all the doubts attached to it, you know, if she, if she gets there, put your faith in Willem. It is quite a while since the entry hurdle, though. It is, it is. But we've seen her come back from a long absence before yep. in fine form. Willie does it again and again. And if he's happy enough, and you know, Willie, he's cautious. He's not going to mess about. Um, if she's decked up, yeah, she, yeah. And it's got to be telling as well that Susanna was very reluctant to even have her run this season at all. So the fact that she remains in training could have been so easy to just retire her and go to the paddocks and they didn't do that. She's still there. Mm. And um, oh, I, I hope it'd be, it'd be nice if she came back in one. Yeah. Because she is as good a mayor as I've seen, I think, over the jumps. And it would be nice to see her because we haven't seen a lot of her, to be fair. Okay. Let's wrap this up. There's a couple of races to talk about before we do, but the feature race on Saturday is essentially the juvenile hurdle. So oh, yes. Fun race. Very fun race. Definitely it's all you're not going to go. But we got Bob Palm and uh, Mega Fortune and friends. And your thinking would be? Ooh, tricky. I love a bit of Mega Fortune. Um, but I don't know Punchestown now compared to Cheltenham. Um, unlikely good ground. It would be hard to be bullish about him. It would be hard to be. I know Tony is likely to point out, and it's a very valid point, and read in your mind, Tony, that on the sectional times he went too hard in the triumph. Uh, absolutely, man. Mm, compared to I think I think uh, hurdle hurdle comparisons with the county, where, um, Ruby, where Ruby gave Papama Savage riding in the triumph I thought um, he was he, Mega Fortune's way better horse than him. Um, judging on the previous run and Cheltenham, I know there's nothing between them and Cheltenham, but the, Ruby's ride was just perfection the way the race unfolded in Cheltenham. Whereas um, Mega Fortune going into this duel with the Nari the Zobo, which was made absolutely no sense to me considering the two of them are from the same yard. Um, I know both of them probably wanted a test, but they finished up cutting each other's throats. It's the mega fortune's eternal credit that he was able to fight back to get second. Um, like you, Kevin, I'd be a little bit worried about the track for him, but then again, if he can just go on and force it and make it a good test, uh, I'd say he's pretty solid for this. Yeah, well, that's what Gordon said now. He said, I, I put it to him like that, the track possibly wouldn't suit as well, and he said, yeah, well, that's probably a fair point, but look, we're going we're gonna to make plenty of use of him. So we'll go even faster this time. <laughs> Okay, do you think he'll turn the form around? Oh, I would. Like which way? If if it's between those two, who are you oh, going sure, to What's the power they price it? Look, I agree Put with on. Tony. I think Mega Fortune's a better horse, but these mm-hmm. circumstances will give Bob Palm the best chance to beat him. So it all depends on price. And this will be the Saturday, so things could be really tight come Saturday. Mm-hmm. So this could be a very important it's, race. And then, of course, in the mayor's race, you're going to have 
Apple Jade versus whichever of the two reopposed in the mayor's race at Cheltenham. Yeah. Crucially, yeah. you told me Great. beforehand that Lamini does not go. No, she's not even entered. She's got no entries to punch us down. Uh, so she's out of the equation. I, so. do, I don't know what went wrong, but they, they've given, they've sent her off on our break. So that would suggest then that Vroom Vroom Mag probably is going to run there. Yeah, and Gordon seemed to think Apple Jade will run as well, which is the race we want to see, lads. And throw Charles Garland to the mix as well. Super. Yeah. yeah. Um, Super racing prospect. I would be all day long staying with Apple's Jade, though. She's beaten her twice. Oh, how do they do price it, it? How do they price it? I think Vroom Vrooms has legitimate excuses both times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if the bookmakers overreacted now and put Apple Jade in too short... I would give Vroom Vroom her chance. Oh, if it's a completely a price thing. If Vroom Vroom is a bigger price, I would jump ship. But mm. I have a funny feeling Vroom Vroom will be shorter than she should oh. be. The Apple Shade has to be fab. Yeah. Has to be fab. Surely. Totally. But it's just a price case it. of how... Blake, price it. See, what else do we have here? Jarrah's girl probably going to run. Ah, you'd probably end up with something like 6 to 4, 7 to 4? I'll take 6 to 4 Apple Shade. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Completely off the top of my head. But that sort of differential, I'd say there won't be a huge amount yeah. between them, but it has to be fav. Kevin, you, I think you were keen to talk about this horse from earlier on. Um, I'd like to get your opinion on this great field. He sort of seemed to come in a little bit under the radar out of nowhere, and he's going to be a very short price, I'd say, for this two-miler, is he? Jesus, jumping's fairly X-rated, though. It is a bit, yeah. And you, the, 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 that was the vibe about him before he ever ran over fences, that his schooling hadn't been super. Uh to be fair to Willie, like he, he wouldn't have put you off now. He was quite bullish. You know, I said, no, has he taken you by surprise a little bit? And he said, no, we were always adamant he was going to be top class. Mm. Um, and, and he obviously disappointed them in Cheltenham last season. But he, he said they always thought he'd be top class. And he feels he's improving from run to run. And um, he'd be hopeful that he produces best yet here. But I wouldn't like to take him at a short price. I'd be in your camp. Tony? Um, yeah, like that. Geez, I think his jumping is... Like there's bad mistakes creeping in there every day um, although his form just keeps walking out like that that horse that he beat a distance in Taurus quite won a reasonable handicap at Fairy House mm. um, the, the interesting thing with this race is the same owner has got another mentalist that likes to get on with it in, in Bally Oshin, um which would be <laughs> the two of them taking each other on would be uh, um, an, an ironic sort of a, a, a appearance to, a, to an Irish race shall we say in those colours <laughs> Um, <coughs> you and uh, listen, listen, listen. There isn't isn't the most restrained either. So that that could be a real wild gallop. Yeah, that could be an insane race. Great fields and accidents happen. To be honest, just from what I've seen. So I don't know if I'd want to take a short race. About Jody it. has performed wonders on that horse this season. Wonders in in that race also is Woodland Opera, who I'd like to give a little shout out to. But, Good the last day. Uh, he was very good at Fairy House, yeah. and if they take him to Punchestown, uh, I'd like to see him take up his chance in the two-and-a-half-mile novice handicap of 142. I think he could, I don't know, be about being well in, but I'd like to see him in that rather than this. And Vanessa, you are uh, connected to the owners. Yeah, I've heard nothing, so okay. I'm not talking from them. So don't hope out for that. But uh, he's a horse that, as you guys well know, because of that owner's connection, I've always been very much supportive of. And I'd like to see him go for the handicap option, where he will also take on uh, the horse of I, Shantou Village of Neil Mulholland's who I think would have a massive shout in that race also so I'll be very much head and heart there but he's one to watch out for if you like him and your thoughts on the two mares 
taking each other on, assuming they do. Uh, Apples Jade versus Room Room Mag again. Uh, very short and sweet. I think I'd be with you, Emmett. Uh, Apples Jade. Uh, were you Apples Jade? Yes. Sorry. Great yeah, minds think, think alike, so. Vanessa. Fools sell them different, of course, but I think we're onto the winner there. For a fifth grade one or something stupid. Mm. Very underrated yeah. horse. She's I'd class act. With her. Thanks very much. She's class act. Um, Tony, if we push you. Who would you go with? Probably lean Vroom Vroom Mag because I do think, like Kevin was saying there, she's just valid excuses both days. Okay. Anything else that you want to highlight for the week? Anything else that really uh, takes your fancy? Tony Keenan? No, not not really. I think we covered most of them. Can we get best bet? We're definitely going to do that. Um, In that case then, because Kevin Blake's face went, oh my God. (laughs) Um, panicked again the Joe Rogan style GoPros will be in here for the YouTube coverage soon enough and when they do um, the the fact that producer D has been had to resort to foul language today uh, due to her frustration with his behaviour means that that'll that'll make things interesting in the final frowning studios when they're fully furbished and completed Uh, (laughs) let's let's get um, best bets I can't believe today was the podcast we laughed at named Willie I mean for f***ing sake (laughs) I mean, Jesus. Right, best bet. I'm going first. Presenting Percy, four to one. Go on, Vanessa. That's the I'm way. No messing around. Go on, mate. So she's in. Um, dibs on Bells Hill. Yes, Emmett Kennedy. That's why I love you. I obviously love you too, Vanessa. Oi, oi. Tony Keenan. I'm going to go for two here. Uh, Mullins to be champion trainer. Oh! <laughs> oh, I'm loving this. God, what a big loving this is. And... Thor Valentina, which way in the championship? Oh, account closure! Neil Jennings style account closure! Scrummaggery! Kevin Blake. <sighs> I can't go presenting Percy, can I? No, of course you can't. You can say it's your next best, but Vanessa's already got in there. <sighs> well, the entries aren't even out for the KFM Hunters Chase yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just pack the favourite in that, lads. <laughs> He can't be beaten. Back the 93 rated horse. He can't be beaten. In the KFM Hunter Chase. <laughs> Seriously. Um, well, look, during the week, there's a few races over the banks. And there's a real good trainer there that should be followed. She's called Edna Bulger. Yeah, she's quite good. Uh, she's pretty nifty. These yeah, days. she likes Vanessa Ryle as well. <laughs> she's, she's told Vanessa's mother at a very fancy dinner how, how fond she is of Vanessa. Um, Stop. I'm struggling here. Like, cause of causes obviously won't. I would imagine won't be called into action after he's hard run in no, the Grand National. So, so. Um, can't low will be in action, presumably. Um, Brenda, yeah, you'd imagine so. Yeah, and that always brings through the young ones at this meeting. To be mm, fair, but I, I'm just waffling because I'm struggling here. Um, I'll put up two ones at, at big prizes in scumbaggery races. Okay, uh, Baddy Casey in the Champion Chase, which is taking on Sir Valentino, but go on and Footpad in the stairs. <sighs> Right. There you go. There's your there's your naps. Will we do a lucky fifteen? Has any of our lucky fifteens ever even come close to coming in? Well this is the moment. <laughs> this is the time. So we'll go Bells Hill, presenting Percy. Someday. Someday. And Tony Keenan. Uh, Sorvan. Oh, unnamed five in the KFM Hunter Chase. And Kevin goes to the unnamed five. You can't really do that, you see, that's the problem. Bet you can. Unnamed five. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Hey, you're all laughing. Wait and see. <laughs> Wait to see. Some yoke will turn up, the ears will be backed off it, it'll go off fav and it'll weigh in half it's the time. It's a long week, lads, and we might have to shoot our way out of it trouble. Ha- it happens every year. We might have to shoot our way out of trouble, although that is not, uh, after doing the Hugh Taylor podcast, the, 
recommended way of doing your bedding. Just save all your money. Wait till Friday and just lash it on the fat in the cave. <laughs> that is betting expert Kevin Blake. <laughs> and you can read his articles on attheraces.com. <laughs> Uh, the award nominated and soon to be award winning oh, Kevin Blake so happy when the KFM is won by a fav we, we know your research <laughs> is going to be pretty handy anyway for uh, for that particular race live and at the races all days live and at the races not only that there is the at the races Punchestown microsite oh yes available on the website as well uh, with some great content there uh, I'm sure Tony Keenan will be writing countless articles uh, for his various websites yes. too I, I, I am back in the Irish Times next week. Amazingly, they've asked me back. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that gravy! It took it took me to Friday to, to get a winner uh, over Cheltenham, so hopefully it'll be a bit more <laughs> a bit out of the black, a bit sharper this time around. Delighted for you. Back in the Irish Times, uh, so you can keep a close eye out in case he has a dramatic change of heart in anything he said here. Uh, today, but more insight there. Um, and Vanessa, you're not coming over this year, disappointingly, but I'm sure you'll be all over Twitter.com. Yeah, I will. I'm I'm in ATR HQ for the week, which actually I'm thoroughly looking forward to. Okay, excellent. Uh, looking forward to it. Check out all the uh, very, very valuable and detailed information on the At The Races uh, Punchestown microsite. From Kevin Blake. Good luck. From Producer D. See you guys. From Vanessa Ryle. I love Willie. <laughs> Uh, another man who does as well, Team Mullins, that is. One Willie, you buy your trainer's championship. Stuff it to that Elliot, lad. <laughs> Hashtag Team Willie. <laughs> and from me, Evans Kennedy, thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you in two weeks on the Final Furlong Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for all the kind words on social media as well. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great time at Punchestown. It is a brilliant, brilliant week. Enjoy it. Enjoy the coverage on ATR. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. God bless. Have you downloaded the free app The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting, it's the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheraces.com forward slash app for more details.